in the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. When I first darkened the door of St. Cross, I was pretty worn out. I had worked so hard caring for people I love in a quest to keep them healthy, give them a deep sense of security, help them move always forward in order to reach their highest potential and achieve their dreams. Pondering my fatigue one fine morning, coffee in one hand, and on my second cigarette, a voice in my brain said, something has to change. I have to stop smoking, and I have to find a church I can tolerate. One of the first things I did was to sign up for a women's retreat at Mount Calvary in Santa Barbara. I was stunned at the peace and the quiet, a balm for the soul. I came across a box in the long hall containing beautiful works of art by Brother Roy Parker, calligraphy that spoke into the heart not intended for the rational brain. The first one I acquired touched my worn out heart. The glory of God is the human person fully alive. On subsequent retreats, I picked up a Buddhist gatha that proclaims, let me respectfully remind you, life and death are of supreme importance. Time swiftly passes by and opportunity is lost. Each of us should strive to awaken, awaken, awaken. Take heed, do not squander your life. The last one I eventually took home with me was the prayer of St. Francis that begins, Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Hold these images in your mind as we explore today's gospel that leads us to the cross. The literal image of the cross as being anything but an obscenity, a means of torture and death, is hard to imagine. It's hard to even understand intellectually. But there is another way to envision the cross and what it is that Jesus is asking of his disciples. That is cross as symbol symbol of what it means on a deeper level to be a follower of Jesus, what it means when we let it speak into our hearts and not just our brains. Theologian and Franciscan priest, Father Richard Rohr, calls the symbol of the cross our Christian pattern, a pattern of life, death, and raising up. Scriptures from other world religions uphold the truth of this pattern. We hear it echoed today in the Exodus story. I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come to deliver them. Perhaps more importantly, our own human experience validates the pattern of life, death, and resurrection. In today's story, Peter wants nothing to do with Jesus' suffering, 
Jesus going through the full pattern in the most violent means humans could possibly have dreamed up. Yet like God in Exodus, Jesus unpacks something profound. By revealing that he must endure misery and death, Jesus acknowledges that being human includes violence and suffering. It includes human things. And then he leaves a blueprint for deliverance, a promise of being raised up. It is the ultimate paradox. Deny yourself and lose your life in order to save your life and find your life. Set your mind on divine things rather than human things. Human things are sometimes inflicted by our own words and actions and sometimes carried out on our behalf. Human things embrace often unconsciously what the great theologian the Reverend Bob Corner calls the logos or logic of wrath rather than God's logic of love. Now I am just about positive that Reverend Bob will be more than happy to delve deeper into wrath than this sermon allows if you but ask. And you're saying, oh, thank you for not going into wrath. However, a condensed version that I must offer includes our propensity as humans towards all types of violence and oppression that we attempt to justify as righteous. Slavery, war, our version of crucifixion, our lack of compassion toward ourselves and others. In the Logos of Wrath, someone or some group has to bear the weight of our collective sin, our ruthlessness. There has to be a scapegoat. As Reverend Bob states, the logos of wrath cannot comprehend unconditional love, mercy and not sacrifice, giving and not taking. Set your mind on divine things. Comprehending the logos of love requires us to lose our life, to deny, abandon, and let die that which is not our highest, best, and truest self. To seek God's healing of our broken parts, those parts that cling too tightly to power and control, affection and esteem, or safety and security to seek God's healing of our worn out hearts, those parts of ourselves that are unable to absorb love or can't quite believe we are good enough or capable enough or in need of rest and repair. To seek God's healing of our aggressive or unforgiving or angry shadow side. The symbol of the cross, the Christian pattern of human life, acknowledges the truth that we suffer. Contemplating the cross inspires transformation of those parts of us that are dead. Through prayer, meditation, study, and reflection, 
Jesus promises us that we will become more and more awake, that we will be able to see more and more clearly the opportunity that God gives us at every moment. And the most important part, that our hearts will become increasingly more compassionate to ourselves, to other people, and to the whole of creation. We are assured that we will be raised up to our fullest and truest self, resurrected. We can indeed become the glory of God, the human person fully alive. Set your mind on divine things. The cross is our symbol, not of violence, suffering, and death, but of hope. The cross, our Christian pattern of life, death, and raising up, offers spiritual maturity, the ability to comprehend the logos of love over the logos of wrath. It trams us, transforms us to be able to pray with authenticity and integrity, Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.